Welcome to No Rules to Live By, where we weigh the rules we adopt and shed to live a fulfilled and balanced life. Welcome to No Rules to Live By. Today, we're going to be talking about birth control. There's a lot of debate around it. Obviously, there are a lot of different types of birth control. There's a lot of reasons for, you know, being on on it at different periods of your life. A lot of reasons to be completely off of hormonal birth control. Birth control is something that no matter what decision you make, you're actually always doing some form of it, right? Because as women, it's important to be really conscious and aware of what's going on with our bodies and be in control of our bodies because, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of responsibility in being a woman and being a portal for new souls in this world and being, being in a place where you're in control enough to make that make decisions for yourself and control your own destiny yeah it's crazy to me to think just the history of birth control like going back 50 years how different it was and inaccessible it was for a long period of time um i started watching that new show lessons in chemistry have you seen it no i haven't with um so it's with brie larson there's a lot of like really interesting topics about just women in that time period entering the workplace, how they were treated. Um, it definitely opens your eyes to just how challenging it was for women when they first started going to work. She literally was like peer pressured into entering like a beauty pageant at work where they like forced <laughs> all the women to like get on stage and do like a talent show. And um, there's just like a lot of ridiculous behavior that would not fly today. Um, but one of the topics that come up, comes up in the show, which you should watch is, um, one of the characters has a boyfriend and wants contraception and basically goes to her doctor who is a guy and he he essentially turns her down, um, mm. and says that since she's not married, it's like not appropriate. Um, so it's just like, it's very interesting to me to just, Think about how it came on the scene, why it did, why it was so empowering for women and in many ways, but in a lot of other ways, what a complicated relationship it is in that, like you, to your point, like it is the woman's responsibility. It's all kind of put on us and And, um, it's just like one more thing that we have to deal with. Right. And I think it's it's both really awesome. I mean, women are such magical creatures. We are the, we have these wombs that are just hold so much sacred knowledge and are just portals to the universe. Like you can literally bring a human being into this world through your body. And that is so amazing. And it's also, you know, we live in this culture where, you know, people really have taken a lot of the intention and sacredness out of sex. And so, you know, I think that while sacred sexuality and is a completely different topic, it's also relevant here to just to, 
to what you were just talking about, you know, women entering the workforce and birth control kind of went hand in hand as feminism became tied to this idea. Feminine empowerment was tied to this idea that women could operate and do everything that a man can do. And I think that that is obviously very true. Like women are capable of holding the same positions and executing just as much and accomplishing just as much as men, if not more in some fields. But there is this, there is a little bit of this where going on birth control and promoting birth control kind of disconnected women from a lot of their natural rhythms. And also as women entered this workforce, expecting women to be in their masculine energy and perform, you know, nine to five where men's hormones, men's hormones operate on a 24 hour clock at, from the beginning of the day to the end of the day, that's their hormonal cycle. And then they go through it the next day. Our entire culture is based around that, but women's hormones fluctuate on average every 28 days maybe some for some women it's a little bit more for some women it's a, a little a couple less days but you know then when you can't show up to your nine to five can like with the same energy and every time of the month you know women are looked down at looked down on but that's naturally how we flow like we have like great creative output and then we have to you know retract and listen to our bodies and you know of course birth control is is great in this way because it, you know, stabilizes women's hormones and allows them to operate in this like hyper-masculine world, I think a little bit better. And this is something that I noticed in my journey of coming off birth control is that I started to notice my own natural rhythms. Um, and when I was feeling inspired and outwards and when I, you know, my output was less and I was, more inwards and needed rest and tenderness. And so I think that that's something that I see more and more people kind of like waking up to this realization that the world doesn't need to just operate in this very linear, strict way, especially for women, men and women too. I mean, I think Gen Z is kind of having this like reaction to like look around at culture, you know, people are starting to homestead, like changing pace of life. But there's a lot, a lot of different reasons that our culture is going through some shifts. But I, I do think that the jump of, you know, the only way for women to be successful is to match, you know, men's hormonal patterns basically is, is not the answer. Um, I think that's one of the beautiful things that came out of COVID in a way is a lot of women that were in those like nine to five in office jobs have been able to like rethink what works for them. And with work, working from home, it does like allow for a lot more of, I don't know, it just feels a lot more natural for me personally. Um, but I also just think it's given the opportunity I think for a lot of women that had to make that, first of all, had to make that big decision, you know, that we all are crossed with eventually on like, do you want to have kids first of all? And if you do, do you want to have a career and kids and try and do it all? And back to your point on like, there is this kind of, you know, juggling of plates um, and ultimately post COVID, I think a lot of women that were 
home with their kids all of a sudden like had opportunities where they could work remote and they could um, find employment and, and find a really nice balance. Um, but I also think, yeah, it is really interesting that in this movement for women and to get women into uh, into work and into like, you know, having control over their own lives in a lot of ways, a lot of the side effects I've heard, and it's funny because we really don't know a ton about birth control. There's millions of them out there. Everyone has different side effects. Some it like makes your boobs grow. Some it makes you have acne. Some it helps your acne. Some it helps you gain weight. Some it helps you lose weight. Like everyone has these crazy reactions. There's like really no guidance. You're like, you might grow like a third arm. You might like <laughs> look amazing. Like it's just really hard to say. Like, and for where I'm at and like my friends and like my peers, I feel like we all were just kind of put on it when we were 16 ish have been on it now for like 15 years. And now like a lot of my friends are coming off of it because they're trying to have kids, um, et cetera. And I'm so something that I'm considering now too. And the come down is also kind of crazy. Like people are having really weird side effects, but through that 15 year period or wherever it is when you're on it, it's almost like there's this desensitization to our connection to source, to the moon cycles by this like artificial hormone that we'd like take every day and don't really think about. It's, it's so true. And I think that I, so I made the decision to go off of birth control probably like two or three years ago now. And I had been on it since I was, I think 17. And this was before I was even having sex. My mom, when I was, you know, in high school, she put us I mean, on birth control to get used to it before I went to college. She just didn't want to have to, but you know, before I was even sexually active with my high school boyfriend, she just didn't want to put me in a position where I made, um, you know, made a simple mistake still being a child and had to live with ramifications or had to go through getting an abortion. It is, you know, I can understand why as a mother, you would be say, hey, like, I was on this, like many women, hundreds of women are on this, like just take it and then you don't have to be, you know, concerned, like still use other protection. But, you know, when I was, and then, so what's interesting though, is that by the time I was 18, I started getting ovarian cysts. So I got my first cyst my freshman year of college and I, or maybe I actually started birth control right before I went to college. Yeah, but that's a great story, Brie. Tell that story. Oh, I can tell the whole story, but I can... Uh, yeah, okay. But so I got my first ovarian cyst my freshman year of college, and my... Which was... It was a whole thing. I had this amazing great uncle who lived up where I went to school, and he drove in a snowstorm. So it was like final season. It's December, and this is in upstate New York. And He's he... He's like pushing um, 85 at this point. Yeah, and so he picks me up, and he... So first of all, he didn't, I didn't know he was coming. My parents had just like told him because um, he was a doctor and he was nearby. He was an orthopedic surgeon though. He was not like an OBGYN. Um, yeah, and he had been out of practice for about 30 years at this point. Yeah. So he shows up to uh, my college. He's running, he's like basically knew what dorm I was in. So he just walks into the dorm and he like starts asking people where to find me. He walks right into my dorm room. And is like, all right, like, let's go. <laughs> Picks me up. Um, we go down to his truck and he has this big old pickup truck. And he goes, okay, 
because at this point it was a snowstorm. My parents couldn't come pick me up and take me, you know, to the hospitals and stuff. So he picks me up. We go to the hospital. We're going to go to the hospital. I'm in a lot of pain. Um, like, so basically like I had an ovarian cyst the size of like a grapefruit. So like the campus hospital was like, this is either going to burst or you're going to have to get it surgically removed. Like, they didn't think that it was going to be able to decrease on its own for some reason because it was so big. So, regardless, my great uncle, he walks me down to his car and he asks me in the middle of, like, blizzard. It's like, have you ever, like, learned to drive in a blizzard? It's like, it's like no, Uncle Jim. Like, I don't know how to drive in a blizzard. Like, that's, this, is, this is the worst I've ever seen it. And he goes, today well, is the honey, day. Now. <laughs> Well, hon, now's the time to learn. So here I am in like pain, like I have like a cyst on my ovary. He's like, you're fine. And he decides that I'm going to drive back to his house um, in this blizzard. So and it was it was really, really lovely. He also like tapped my stomach and like he was like, you're fine. You're going to be great. Um, anyways, I ended up missing finals, going back down to where I grew up and having um, my OBGYN at the time remove the cyst surgically. And this was the first time it happened the second time um there was a time probably five years later where i was experimenting with going on a different birth control and then i switched back to the one that i was on before and then i got another cyst so there was a lot of you know stress and other factors that could have related to it but when i look at just being on birth control i see the correlation but messing with changing different birth controls and they say oh it's like no big deal like just switch birth controls it's like no. And then also my intuit. So I was told by every OBGYN that I went to, every gynecologist said, stay on birth control because you're just going to get more cysts. Like the birth control is helping the cysts. And that didn't really sit right with me. And I was like, I've only ever gotten cysts when I was on birth control. Like, yeah. I just simply don't believe you. Like, I've only ever gotten it while I was on this artificial hormones. It's, I just feel like I trust my body that it knows how to not have this happen. Um, right. So I, after a lot of agonizing, because ba basically, you know, I was told that I should not come off of birth control until I wanted to have children because I was going to have more cysts and like one cyst, the next, if you have a third cyst sur surgery, like who knows what's going to happen to your ovary? Like, so essentially i just decided i'm not gonna listen to you i'm just gonna do what my intuition is telling me i'm off of this it also correlated with what i ended up doing was finding a new doctor telling them my decision and saying i'm gonna come in every month for ultrasounds and so that's what i did so for the first six seven months that i was off of birth control i got in i went and i got like a vaginal ultrasound every like every every wow. month then every two months because we, I was tracking them. And you know what? I did get cysts because guess what, everybody? Every, basically every month you develop a cyst. It's like what our bodies do. It's when they get out of control and your body can't break them down naturally um, that you have a problem. So like I, I did get a couple of more cysts, but my body was able to release them and break them down and, you know, clear them out. And I can tell now when I do have them, um, well, only actually only on the right side. So I've only ever had the surgeries on the right side. So I have all sorts of scar tissue. My left ovary also gets cysts, but I just don't feel them because I don't have as much scar tissue. So what does it feel like? 
it feels like just like a heaviness and like a dull ache if it gets really big. So what I thought that I had when my, with my first sister, I remember my, um, my freshman year of college, I was like, I think I have like appendicitis. This is like, I have this like ache on my like right side. Um, and it's like really painful. It feels just like a strange pain. Finally had like the gall to break up with my ex for the final time. Um, probably four months after I went off birth control. And I don't think this is an accident because like birth control does change your hormones. Um, it does change your sense of smell. It changes who you're attracted to. And this is something I talk to my friends about all the time, especially the ones who are, if you're, you know, I'm single and I choose to not be on birth control and people are like, oh, well, like I'll just be on birth control until I like find my partner. I'm like, no, like that's missing the point. The point is you want to be able to like be in your natural hormones and putting out your natural pheromones and attracting the right partner and being attracted to the right partner so that when you get serious, get married, you're not wasting time with someone that you might hormonally lose attraction to. Um, and I think that's really, really key and really important. And it's like, it's just not that hard to not be on birth control. And I tell all of my friends, I've probably, I think I've actually probably talked at least a dozen people off of birth control at this point. And it's not that I'm like out there preaching, like you better get off birth control. Um, it's really people asking me because I'm really open about that. I really don't think that women should be taking um, artificial hormones. I think it's one of those things like people talk about, you know, seed oils and chemicals. And it's like, this is women inputting, you know, if you're gonna, it, you know, you can eat organic and do all of these, take all the toxins out of your home. But if you're choosing to put them in your body every day, like, <laughs> then it's like, you're not really, you're not getting, you're basically ingesting them yourself and you're hurting yourself. And I tell all of my friends, I feel so much more myself. I struggled with like in really, really intense depression from like age 18 till age like 27. I just like my mental health is better than it's ever been. My creative output, my connection to God, I feel like I was just like on mute and there, I think there's a lot of other factors. Like I said, I was going through a breakup when I went off of birth control. And so I think that there's a lot intertwined in that. But I do think that there is a huge, huge hormonal impact. Your hormones ch like change your personality, change your mood, um, change how good you feel. And it's just so beautiful the way that I feel like I am able to connect to a version of myself that I recognize from like my childhood, from my teen years, that I feel like I lost touch with. And I think that like people really, people really build up this trope of, oh, coming off birth control is so hard. Like, oh, like no guys are gonna wanna like deal with having to use condoms. It's like, so let's, so let's talk about that. Um, coming off birth control, is yeah there's a there's a little bit of side effects if your body is used to artificial hormones and you're taking it for 10 15 years it's going to be yeah. an adjustment because you're basically kicking that back on for your body so you're going to be like you know maybe you were 
you know, really dry down there because you were on birth control. And then like all of a sudden you have all this like gorgeous wetness coming out of your vagina and you're like, what the fuck? Um, but listen, it's supposed to be wet. It's supposed to be luscious. It's supposed to be like, like if your if your oh pussy God. is like constantly dripping wet, like that is the nectar of the gods. So congratulations. Like oh the, and you know, maybe you'll have acne. So I actually had really bad like back acne. That was like my biggest adjustment. And you know, maybe like six, in six months it cleared up. Um, in a year it was totally gone, but that was okay. And yes, maybe I went through, it was a little, I was a little moody, you know, there were other, um, like kind of small changes that I noticed while things Did anyone else notice and were like, wow, you're like really being a bitch right now or maybe it was me. Yeah. When did you, when was this? Um, I went off in like early 2022. Yeah, I think like January 2022. Okay, so I can't remember. So who knows? But um, yeah, but yeah, I think it's really good insight, Brie, for like someone like myself who's like thinking about coming off it. I have been thinking about it for a while. I think with the wedding and everything, I I had found birth control. The one that I they actually put me on when I was 16 like worked great, and I was like very lucky. So basically been on that for 16 years. I did try switching to, remember like there was that birth control that was like, only get your period every three months. Like it's going to be great. I was like, that mm. sounds great. Like I'm already pretty disconnected. Like, let me make it like even worse. Um, <laughs> in my like mid twenties when I was living in LA, I was like, that sounds I mean, great. I'll never, I will, I but will chime in just to say when you're on birth control and you like quote unquote get your period it's not actually a period it's just a withdrawal bleed so like you're emptying I guess you're, you're I guess you're emptying your uterus still but you're not actually having like a period connected to like a moon cycle so you're not right. going through like a natural cycle right. so I mean I guess if you're already at that point like and you just don't want to get your period why not well what happened <laughs> to me is I ended up developing a blood clot oh shit I didn't even know about this yeah when I was in LA. So, um, so yeah, I started noticing that just like my period would never end or I would be like spotting randomly. And so I went and did an ultrasound and they were like, yeah, you like, there's like a basically blood clot in your uterus. So I switched and I just went back to like what always worked and I've been on it ever since. But I'm now, I think I'm now that the wedding's over. I'm thinking it's time, but yeah, I guess talk a little bit about your temperature like basically how do you come off of it and also not have babies yeah so where to start okay so i use an app called natural cycles and i i love it it's great um and i also wear an aura ring so you can just use like a thermometer um and take your temperature every morning so you're getting your basal body temperature so it's like the like two numbers and the decimal points. So you're, you need one that gets the decimal points so that you know like the very subtle variations. Um, now the aura ring, you can kind of see the bottom of this. Um, it, tracks, it tracks that, so it automatically does it for me. And I like that just because I know that if I wear this to bed, it's tracking my temperature and it can tell me my fertility. It can, 
it's basically trying to predict ovulation. So your temperature rises when you're ovulating and it'll detect that. So you can also do, so something that I do, if, if I am being like sexually active and I'm have a partner and it's around a time where I know that I'm probably ovulating, I'm going to take LH tests. So this is the luteinizing hormone and that spikes like a day or two before you you ovulate. And so if you can track your temperature and you can, um, you do like, you basically pee on a little stick. It's like a pregnancy test, but it's, um, for predicting ovulation. And it's a good thing to know how to do because if you actually decide to start having children, that's how you're going to know when you should be, you know, having sex so that you can conceive. Um, but it works the other way around where you can, you can really only get pregnant six days out of the month. And basically that's because sperm can live inside your vagina in, for five days. And so somewhere in those days is the six days that you're able, that you're, that you're ovulating. It's only really one day that like really matters, but it's, you can't, there's six days you got to avoid because of, you know, if there is, if there is sperm in there, um, on either end of that, you're potentially. So gross. You just think about them like alive in there, just like swimming around. Mm -hmm. Hot stuff. Um, (laughs) but it's, Uh, it's really cool because, you know, six so okay so you want to have say you want to have sex every single day of every month great um six days out of those say 28 days uh, you use a condom or you know depending you know depending on your comfort level like maybe you feel comfortable just pulling out because it wouldn't be the end of the world if you got pregnant um and you you know you have to figure that out with your partner like i would suggest using a condom if you are with someone that you're not in a relationship with if you're really 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 don't want to have kids you know if you feel pretty confident maybe it's okay all of the other days of the month you know you can either not use a condom pull out use a condom because stds are a thing um it just depends on your comfort level with the person you're with and is also but it is also really empowering and reassuring to know what's going on in your body Um, and to know like, Hey, I am like, I'm ovulating. Maybe I should be like, you know, this is a good time for me to meet people, but also be cautious because I know that like my, you know, uh, sex drive is really, really high. And that's, and that is actually, I think the hardest part is that because you are so in touch with your, with your like hormonal rhythms, it's like, the time you really, really want to like jump someone's bones or the time that like you have to be like the most mindful about it. But that's also beautiful. Like that's kind of how it's supposed to be, right? Yeah, no, that's really, that's really interesting. Um, so basically like the natural birth control starter pack is a thermometer or ideally you recommend an aura ring. You can also, so Apple, the new Apple watches also can t- take okay. your basal body temperature. So um, type that- of thermometer. Yeah, so something that you can wear to bed. Oh, it has to be at night. So you want to do something that you can either, a wearable is something you can wear to bed because basically like the moment you wake up is when you need to take this temperature. And so like around, say around like 
5 a.m. would be ideal if you're still asleep. I think that's when, like, depending on your, like, sleep patterns, basically, right, like, right before you wake is the ideal temperature to, to take. So if you're just using a t- traditional thermometer, you want this to be, like, you wake up and, like, before you even, like, take a sip of water or get out of bed, you're taking your temperature. It's, like, it stay- lives on okay. your nightstand. It's the first thing you do. That's easy. Yeah. I feel like that's it easy. Is easy. I always, like, I wake up and I drink a bunch of water and I weigh myself. So, like, this would just be one more little habit stack. Totally. Totally. Um, and, I mean, it's 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 really not that hard of a habit. I think for the first, like, six months or a year um, that, like, they didn't have, they didn't work with Aura yet. And so I was taking my temperature and it was totally fine. It's just easier to not even think about it at all. Oh, so now your Aura ring puts it on an app and tells you. Oh, yeah. Yes. So the Aura ring is connected to my Natural Cycles app. And so I literally don't have to do anything. And then you, what are these LH strips? Do you get them where you buy like tampons? So um, Natural Cycles sells them, but I also, I just go get them at, at Target. So it's basically like ovulation tests. So it's just labeled like mm-hmm. ovulation tests as if you're trying to get pregnant um, and you're like trying to like family plan. Like they have them at every, um, at all these different stores, CVS, Walgreens. Um, you can just pick them up and, you know, take them and the app will recommend days that you take them. So usually it'll recommend two or three days. Like, hey, take an LH test if you want to be extra sure of your ovulation date. It really just helps their algorithm feel confident that this is definitely the day that you're ovulating and it will narrow the amount of green days. So usually, so the app will be cautious, right? So if it's, if it's depending on its confidence um, of your like temperature accuracy, it will, you know, extend the range of red days. So red days are days like that you need to be careful, like you could get pregnant. And if you take LH tests, it can just like shorten the amount of red days. And so you have more, you basically get more green days where you don't have to be as cautious. Um, and that's really, yeah, really liberating. And I also want to talk about things that I did when I was coming off of birth control. Um, I've kind of down, like want women's health and womb health is one of the things that I'm most passionate about in this world because it makes me really happy to help women reconnect with their with their wombs and how like sacred their womb space is and it's been really a big journey for me because you know this these this journey with cysts um and birth control has been really big in my life but um something that I did because I was looking into how can I how can I make my womb as healthy as possible um that I think really served me was um and my sisters make fun of me for this, but um, is yoni steaming. So after my period, I will, um, you know, you can use these different herbs like rose and mugwort, but I would just buy a kit like yoni steaming herbs. You know, you basically make tea and then you kind of like squat over um, the steam and it steams up and it clears out, you know, kind of the rest of your period. It like, it's just really, really nourishing. And I did this because I was really, really scared of getting, getting cysts. So I would actually do it before, I would do it before my period also. So before, you don't want to do it on your period, but I would do it before because if I felt, if I felt a cyst coming, 
I would basically like want to get it to come out like to clear out with my period so I would do it before um and then um I would steam after to kind of clear it out but yeah you don't you just don't want to do it while you're bleeding um because you're it's um I don't remember the exact science behind it but basically you're on your you're on your cycle your body is kind of trying to do its thing I can't say I've done that yet but maybe you'll have to (laughs) show me the ropes yeah, there there are there are certain things in which uh, you know uh, Alicia and I differ, <laughs> but I'll get you to do any steam. I just you know it just hasn't come up yet, but I totally get it, especially with your with your cysts. Yeah, I mean, there's also you know learning how to do castor oil packs and um, you know using castor oil and getting comfortable like touching your pussy. So we can go down this rabbit hole, but today focusing on birth control. Um, we'll we'll we'll. We'll break this down into bite-sized steps because Alicia's turning around. Pussy, 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 pussy. 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 Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, I think this has been a really great discussion. I feel like I have some really good takeaways in terms of how I'm going to think about getting off hormonal birth control, getting on natural cycles. So thanks for walking me through that, Brie. And um, we hope you all enjoyed this episode. I hope it was insightful. Um, we'd love your feedback, questions, um, Yoni steaming recommendations and, and all of that. So, um, thank you so much for joining us and we'll see you next time. Yeah, please. I just want to echo, you know, if there's any, I know we covered a lot of topics and these are all really intimate topics. So if you have any questions, find us on Instagram, send me a DM and I'm happy to, to help and give advice. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review, follow us, or share it with a friend. Have a great day, and remember, you make the rules.